What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Clark and Bob here. And that was just a little, uh, that was Bob. She's here. good. We're and here. we're continuing to trek through the Proverbs. And today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 17. Mm-hmm. And we are actually only going to focus on one verse. Yeah, that's kind of a different take. Sometimes we try to summarize a little bit of what's going on and then like pick out what stuck out specifically to each of us. But today mm-hmm. we're just going to zoom in on verse 3. Yeah. And so verse 3 the, the theme of this verse comes up actually many times throughout the Proverbs, and today we're just going to dive in and unpack it a little bit. It says, The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. If we had to paraphrase that in our own words, it's like, look, there's a refiner's fire that gets all the impurities out of the gold to make the gold pure. Um, there's a crucible for silver, but when it comes to like the edification, the sanctifying, the making us like Jesus. God does that, and God's the one that's actually working mm-hmm. on our heart. He tests mm-hmm. our heart. Now, with that, there's a question. What mm-hmm. on earth does this mean, that right. God tests us? Right. We, you know, we don't really like that. No, because there's another <laughs> question people ask that, mm-hmm. that kind of lines up with that. Right. So, yeah, does God tempt us? Mm-hmm. You know, so the Proverbs are telling us that he tests our heart so does god tempt us too yeah does god tempt us into sin does god tempt us to do things we shouldn't do mm-hmm. uh whatever the answer is there does god then test us what does that even mean so we're going to begin with the tempting bobby does god tempt us so that's a i'll go that one because that's pretty clear and easy no 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 god does not tempt anyone into sin. And so we're going to flip to James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, and just kind of break that down a little bit for you there. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Okay, so that's clear. That's good. But each person is tempted when they are dragging away, when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Mm-hmm. Now, why that's true mm-hmm. is because God's holy. God's yeah. pure. God's sinless. Mm-hmm. God doesn't even deal with, with, with sin in his own nature, in his own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets even better, because the Bible says that not only does God not tempt us, he also provides a way out for his children, mm-hmm. for us when we are tempted. And First Corinthians ten thirteen talks about that. So I'll read that. It sounds. Like, I think you guys have probably heard this before. It sounds like this. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that mm. you can endure it. Very powerful verse, but as we were talking, we feel like this is one of the many verses that often gets misconstrued and used incorrectly. Yeah, this is kind of one of our like happy face Christian verses. It's like, oh God, you know, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. It says it right there. 
And actually, it, what it says we just read, it says that God... Um, is never going to lead you to a place of temptation and never allow you to be tempted into sin right. beyond what you can bear. Yes. Because there are situations, right, that we get in... That, 100%. ...that are beyond our humanity, which yeah. is why we pray, which mm-hmm. is why we call on God, on God to intervene. Yes. This is just simply talking about sin and temptation into sin. Mm-hmm. So again, God's holy, He's pure, He's just... Uh, his word's flawless. The Holy Spirit guides us and empowers us that we get to follow the ways of Jesus and that we can become like him. So let's break down the second part of the question then, which comes from the proverb. What does it mean that the Lord tests our heart? Right. So God testing humans is totally different than humans testing other humans. Yeah. And so I know you know what I mean when I say that. <laughs> like when we're... You know, when we're being stinkers to each other or when you're trying to prove a point or when you're testing Because we get, we get in tested in a lot of different ways. You're right. Exactly. I mean, you think about school, you get tested, and what's the purpose of being tested in school? Mm-hmm. It's to gauge your growth. Sure. It's to gauge your academic ability. I think back to sports for us. Mm. You know, especially when you kicked off the season, there was always like testing. You test your vertical. You test oh, your squat. Sure. Your hang cleans, your jerk, your push-ups, your bench press, all these different things, your 40 time, mm-hmm. to gauge where you're at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you get tested musically? That's out of my realm. I Oh, yeah. I mean, first chair, how saxophone. Hard can, how hard Hello? you can blow your horn? No. Uh, how well you're, how have you been practicing? Can That's you, right. Can you read your music? Hello? Right. Yeah. My goodness. So there's an order to it. Now, <laughs> when it comes to God testing us, it's very different than humans testing humans. Why? Because God already knows what's in our heart. Yeah. He knows you from your head to your toe, fingertip to fingertip. He's ordained your days. He knows what's going to happen in one minute. He knows what's going to happen in one day and one year. So God testing us is different. It's so that our hearts will be revealed to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the hope in that biblically is that in testing times, in hard times, in difficult seasons, we would lean on God and simply not cope with the things of the world. Mm-hmm. That you and I would use hard times to grow to become the man and woman that God created us to be. Mm-hmm. And so an example of testing in the Bible um, to reveal our heart comes from the very beginning with Cain and Abel, right? Right. Have you ever heard the story? It's pretty messed up. Um, Cain and Abel are offering sacrifices to God. Abel is offering the, the best he had. Cain mm-hmm. was kind of cutting corners and not giving God the best he had. And God blessed Abel. And Cain was jealous, so he killed Abel. One day God came to Cain and said, where's your brother? Right. And, I mean, think about the question. Do you you think that God was confused and didn't know what happened to Abel? Mm -hmm. No, God knew what happened to Abel. But he was testing Cain this question, saying, where's your brother? Yeah. Because he wanted Cain to come to understand the the realization, the the reality of what just happened, Mm -hmm. the gravity of what just happened. Mm -hmm. And so he's inviting Cain into the reality of, dude, this is what you just did. Now Mm -hmm. there's going to be consequences. But um, the New Testament talks about testing in really positive light. It's, it might be hard and it might be difficult, but there should be, it should be encouraging to us. And so one example comes from James uh, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that when so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And then if you flip just to First Peter chapter one, 
um, the next book, actually. It says this. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven, what is that word? Genuineness of your faith. Oh, great word. Of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, and that sounds familiar, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So you see, what, what the scriptures are telling us is that God allows us to go through times of testing. God might even ordain times of testing so that we would mm-hmm. understand where we're at in relationship to, our, to God, to each other, to the world, and that we would lean on him. And, and we'd become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think in this pastorally, I'll give you uh, some encouragement. When hard times come, spend less time thinking and trying to analyzing, like, am I being punished by God? Uh, am I being attacked by evil one? Is the world after me? Is God mm-hmm. testing me? Mm-hmm. Because I want to encourage you, if you're in a relationship with God, you should be in the word regularly. We should be praying. We should be confessing our sin. We should be in worship. If we're in those things regularly, if we're mm-hmm. in a relationship with God, you quickly move to the question when it's hard times, going, mm-hmm. God, where are you at work in this situation? Mm-hmm. And secondly, how are we being invited to act in this situation? Because when our eyes are on God, we're able to take um, whatever it's uh, silly, innocent mistakes or intentional sin or even attacks from the outside and say, God, like reveal what's going on here. And would you help us become humble, repentant, Bible-believing, Jesus-loving, Holy Spirit-following people. Help us grow from this and become yeah. more like Jesus. Um, I guess it's more incentive to regularly and habitually be in the Bible, yeah. to be praying, to be confessing, to be worshiping, mm-hmm. because God's going to say, hey, life's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus talks about that. You're going to have trials, but the one who's in you is greater than the one who's in the world. And so I guess we're praying God and when we're in hardship, help us become more like you. Yeah. So that's that's Proverbs 17, verse 3. Um, the Lord tests our heart. That's what we get from it. So what did you get out of it? And uh, whatever it is, would you share that with somebody else today? And yeah, thanks for listening. We're encouraged by you guys for sure, 100%. And um, we are headed now on the downhill side of the Proverbs challenge. So if you have stuck with it from day one, way to go. If you have been spotty or you're not jumping in yet, jump in today. It's a Monday, chapter 17. Share around your table, share online. God right. bless you guys. That's all we got. God bless you. Have a great week. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His countenance towards you and give you His peace. Have a great day.